Welcome everybody back to the Bless Beyond Measure podcast. I'm your host, CL The Source. And today I'm sitting down with somebody super cool that I met around the way through this whole internet game. I can't even recall how we first connected, but I really am glad that we did because even in this brief little catch-up session or this little brief session that we have prior to recording the, the podcast episode, I already learned so much, man. And I could feel uh, the homie's energy, man, for real. And uh, this gentleman that I'm sitting down with today, uh, goes by the name of Jay Fax, Jamel Lashley. Man, Jay Fax, what's good, man? Thank you for being here, my G. What's going on, Chris? Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, man, I appreciate you coming on here, man. And prior to recording, we was talking a lot of heavy stuff, man, a lot of real cool stuff, man. And uh, and, and in preparation of getting to know you a little bit more and, and you know, prepping for this podcast, I went back and listened to some of your, your, your gold, man, your podcast, like from... <laughs> When you were doing five minutes with facts, man, talk to me about how you how you got into podcasting in the first place, man. So I got into podcasting actually working with a friend at first. I was not going to make it a function that I was into because um, I wasn't into it at first. I really never looked into it, nor did I discuss even getting into the industry at all. But um, a friend of mine, he was an artist and we did a podcast together at the time. I think it was, it was called No Plan B. And um it was about, you know what I'm saying, not having any other options and staying focused on your goal no matter what, regardless of the consequences, just really sticking to what it is you want, what you desire out of life, no matter what. Being man enough or woman enough to just grit your teeth and bear with it until you get what it is that you desire, right? That's what the base of that podcast was. And it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> it was a great project. It was a lot of fun. I met a lot of cool people, but it fell through, you know what I'm saying? It fell through. And, um, you know, we went our separate ways doing our own thing. And I still had a lot to talk about. I, f- I realized that there was so much to discuss in that lane, even if I'm not talking about people's dreams and goals. People have lives and stories, you know what I'm saying? And the only way that I could ever really get in touch with people with their stories and things of that nature was to share mine. You feel me? So I started just getting on the mic and talking. I sat the very first time I did it. Um, I got a digital recorder. This is before I got the whole setup with the focus right and the MacBook. <laughs> I got a digital recorder and I just started recording myself. Um, I sat in my closet and I just recorded myself talking. And I was like, man, I really, I really enjoy expressing myself. Um, I do have a lot to say. And I was listening to myself like, damn, I, I didn't realize that I could deliver the information in such a way that people would be able to relate, let alone relate, but understand it. I decided to make the investment. I bought the equipment and it was all uphill from there. I went ahead and just went crazy. I remember the very first episode before I even actually dropped the episode itself. Cause I started on Instagram. I started on Instagram before I posted it on Spotify. None of that. I started on Instagram. There's a bunch of episodes on Instagram, at least 50. Would you on- do like a few lives or something like that? Nah, pre-recorded joints. Oh, really? <laughs> you just keep joints. posting them up? Yeah, well, this is way before I put it on Spotify. So I, there's at least 50 episodes that nobody has heard on a grander scale, you know what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> on Instagram. And I started on IG. I posted up the video and people loved it. I was like, wow, people really want to hear what I got to say. So I started doing it. I um I sat back and I thought about what influenced me in life and how I could give this story and make it unique to me. And my favorite rapper, like we were saying off air, was Biggie Smalls at the time. You know what I'm saying? And I love it. So I'm real big on storytelling, huge on storytelling. Some of my favorite rappers tell the best stories. Slick Rick, 
Biggie Smalls, Rakim, you get what I'm saying? These guys tell amazing stories. Mm-hmm. And I realized, yo, I, I really enjoyed it. I relate with them to the to the effect of being able to tell a story. And I decided to use Biggie Smalls. I got a story to tell to support what it was that I was doing and, and really get people to see that I'm just sharing stories of my life on what it is that they shouldn't do so that they don't make the same mistakes. And that was it. Five Minutes with Facts was born. <laughs> man that's incredible man and that's and that's so dope that you fell into this industry man and into this um this space because it's it's such a dope space uh from my perspective it's so awesome because i mean it's it's creative but you also just have such an open wide amount of space that you can just do whatever you want with it man and be right, yourself right. and just shine exactly. right exactly uh, that's dope, man. Take me back further, man. You know, like I, I can hear it in your voice and your accent, man. And I know where you're from personally because you told me. But <laughs> let the folks know, man. And I think they can pick it up already. I told you off air, man. You sound like one of my other favorite rappers, man. Big L. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was born and raised in Best Eye, Brooklyn. Um, I moved around a whole lot throughout my life, but I was born and raised in Best Eye, Brooklyn. Raised in Brooklyn for most of my life before we ended up jumping into other five boroughs. Um, and ultimately leaving the state altogether. But um, yeah, most of my stories, most of the information that I share comes from a Brooklyn dude's perspective and, and mantras that that we we share amongst ourselves in the city itself. So for example, I tend to be, or I look at myself as a very generous guy, you know what I'm saying? And it's based in the lessons that I've learned and the things that I've gained, learned to appreciate from the guys before me. So like I said, Biggie Smalls, for example, one of his biggest lines that I love that I resonate with is spread love is the Brooklyn way. You know what I'm saying? It's how I'm able to like really translate my generosity into other people. Not only that, I'm a Christian guy. I don't talk about it too often. I definitely don't try not to push nothing on nobody. You know what I'm saying? But another way that I solidify my generosity with people and I try my, I try my best not to make myself a punching bag, but another way that I share my generosity with people is through Galatians six and two, bear you one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. You feel me? So, I'm able to translate things that I experience and things that about me in a very pragmatic way, a very practical way. You know what I'm saying? A very practical way using hip hop and my faith and my understanding from my faith as a result of what I've been through as a Brooklyn dude. You know what I'm saying? So dope thing about moving around a lot is that you learn a lot about different environments, (laughs) even though you don't really get rooted. (laughs) you'll get rooted and you might not have like steady friends that you grow up with. You know what I'm saying? Like some people have friends that they've been friends with since like kindergarten. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I've never had that experience, but I got to really meet a lot of really cool people. You know what I'm saying? Like over moving around a lot. At first I hated it when I was going through it. I hated it. I hated that I have no friends and shit like that, that I can grow up without. Most of the people that I considered to be friends, it was dudes that were way older than me, but that was only because I looked up to them. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really have no connections with nobody my age. And I found myself in situations where, man, this dude is unique. Like, when I when I look back at him, I'm like, damn, he was really unique. You know what I'm saying? That kid was really cool. You know what I'm saying? I, I was able to stop for a second, like, for real, like, stop and really just appreciate all those things that I once looked at in a negative way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, man, you got me curious, man, because you seem such a, seem like such a self-aware person, man, somebody that um, is super authentic genuine and like you said generous have you do you feel like you've always been this way or was there a moment in your life where you kind of you kind of for for lack of a better kind of way of saying it woke up (laughs) man (laughs) yeah absolutely I um 
for a long time before I got into life heavy as far as knowing what direction I was going in and, and understanding what it was I wanted to do. I, I thought I knew who I was and I could say confidently as a kid, I understood who I was as a youngster. You know what I'm saying? I understood who I was as a youngster. There was a lot of shit that happened to me that would throw off a person's identity and for a person to understand truly who they are. And I did experience those things. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing who I was as a kid, but I always found my way back to who I was based on the influence of those around me. You know what I'm saying? I was always just confident, really like steadfast kind of guy that just, when I focused on something, I executed, you know what I'm saying? When I wanted something, I went and got it, but I got thrown off. You know what I'm saying? I got thrown off, especially in adulthood. I kind of lost my way and I fell into situations where I lost myself and I, I didn't have confidence. I lost the confidence that I had. I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. I was kind of just on autopilot, if you will. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know whether or not my career path was what I wanted to continue to do to provide for my family, let alone retired doing like I, I really was lost for a minute it took me going through heartache and, and and depression and losing loved ones for me to really get recalibrated if you will you know what I'm saying like while those things tore me down they also built me up if that makes any yeah. sense <laughs> it, it certainly does oh my god go ahead man that that just hit me right now though that's dope so I came to some realization in the midst of all of my turmoil, I came to a realization that I needed help and I ended up getting therapy. I reached out to my therapist and, and, and we had our consultation or whatever. And I began therapy officially in 2020 or 2021. It was 2020. Um, I reached out to her in 2020 and we began at the top of 2021 and things changed, man. I really was able to embrace everything that was about me that was dope about me that I neglected to pay attention to. Like it, I, all the dope things that made me who I was, I shunned because I was so heavily focused on the negative things. Like it's almost like the best comparison I could give you, you know what I'm saying? An analogy would be like a mop, a bucket of mop water. Let's say I just finished mopping my whole house. You know what I'm saying? Just finished mopping my whole house. And I got this dirty mop water that's in this bucket. Instead of me realizing, stopping for a minute and saying, yo, I just mopped this floor. The floor is spotless. You know what I'm saying? I got this dope floor. I'm focused on how dirty the water is and the fact that I got to go pour it out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Granted, it's a task that has to be done. It's something that has to be executed. I do got to get rid of the water, but it pales in comparison to the progress that I made. You know what I'm saying? I dedicated myself to cleaning my floor. And instead of me focusing on the fact that, yo, your floor is clean now, I was so caught up on this dirty mop water. You wow. feel me? The same wow. parallel with my life. I went through a whole lot of things. I made a lot of choices that I just wasn't proud of, or I had people around me that took advantage of me that I realistically, if I'm being accountable, I allowed them to take advantage of me. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Um, I was just always in these situations. And instead of me acknowledging mm -hmm. the fact that all of those things, all of those lessons that all, all those things that I experienced became the lessons and the very things that I talk about today on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? I was so focused on <laughs> the mop water you know what I'm saying I was focused on the fact that I experienced these things and I was just mad that I experienced these things why did these things happen to me instead of me using that tragedy for triumph I was focused on the tragedy but now I've turned it into triumph you feel know I me mean? man I, I could really dig that man because that shift in perspective is is basically you taking your power back man and you know what I'm saying giving it right back to you instead of just kind of you know blaming whatever the situation and I think 
we all have that ability too, right? Like oftentimes we do that, man. We like, I think it might even just be human nature. So um, I think we just kind of beat ourselves up sometimes and it's just kind of like our default setting, but not knowing that we can actually change that, right? Like we actually have the ability within ourselves, within our own minds to change that. It takes time. It takes work. It takes, you know, uh, breaking down old kind of patterns and everything like that and just really shifting your entire paradigm. But once it's, once you really start to make progress, man, you're just like, you get, you, you get addicted to that progress, man. And you just want to keep growing, man. (laughs) I'm so happy. Honestly, I'm so happy to hear you say some stuff like that. And so how has your, your journey been since kind of, uh, taking on therapy and I, the only the reason I ask is because I've actually been considering taking therapy myself too even though life has been great I just feel like I want to continue to be on top of it you know what I'm saying I want to be proactive on my stuff you know right now nah, I agree I agree which <laughs> it's actually one of the reasons why I refuse to let my therapist go <laughs> <laughs> I, and I keep on like scheduling the appointments or whatever she actually wanted to scale back my the length of time we talk because she feels like I'm doing so well but I'm like nah <laughs> I'm like nah nah I mean I am doing well I feel like I'm doing well you know what I'm saying I'm making progress like for example one of the one of the biggest issues that I had was saying no especially the people that I love mm. I ain't really have an issue too crazy like I, yeah I would say yes all the time to everybody but I say yes all the more to people that I loved and that I connected with even if it meant that it was putting me in a crazy position you know what I'm saying like regardless of whatever I was go- had going on, let's say, for example, I had my rent due, you know what I'm saying? Hypothetically, let's say my rent was 1500 you know what I'm saying? And then a friend of mine would be like, yo, I need 1500 I'm like, all right, here you go. You know what I'm saying? I would say yes either way and put myself in a sticky situation. Now I got to, you know, make shit shake. And granted, I had these lessons that I learned, you feel me, over the years, again, nothing illegal, but I was able to apply it too. All of the the lessons that I've learned from the people before me, I was able to apply it to my life in those situations and bounce back and be able to put myself back in position. But I would never have to overextend myself to that effect if I just would have said, yeah, I'm good. I don't got it right now. You know what I'm saying? If I'd have respected myself enough to be like, yo, not right now. I'm, I'm not. I can't afford to give you the 1500 right now. Instead, I went ahead and just gave it anyway. And now these days, I'm able to be like, nah, I can't do that. You know I'm able to be like, yeah, that's that's not it's a bad time for me, bro. I can't I would love to, you know what I'm saying? I just I can't do it right now. Before those words would get stuck in my throat. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. Like it would be hard to speak those words. I felt literal physical pain at the idea of disappointing the ones that I loved. You understand what I'm saying? And therapy really gave me a lot of perspective, you know what I'm saying? Like talking to my therapist and, and really understanding things. It gave me a lot of perspective on like, yo, you're in the midst of you caring for other people, you're betraying yourself. You feel me? That's my biggest takeaway from therapy. In the midst of me being loyal to and, and, and taking care of people and being generous with other people, I'm not being generous with me. I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not being loyal to myself. You feel me? I'm betraying myself. And it wouldn't build resentment. It would build this this painful frustration that I'm like, I'm sitting there like, yo, when is it going to be my turn to just be the focus? You feel me? I felt like in moments of, yo, I'm going to go ahead and just keep on blessing you and blessing you and blessing you. At what point in time will it come to a point where people will be like, yo, facts, here you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yo, here, here you go. Without me asking for it. You track what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I was only setting myself up for failure 
because that expectation wasn't even spoken. You track what I'm saying? I felt like, I felt like, why do I need to tell you what it takes to be a friend when you knew to be a friend, I needed to hold you down. You get what I'm saying? But realistically, that expectation still needs to be vocalized regardless of whether or not it's a standard that everybody kind of knows. You track what I'm saying? People need to know that you need those things in the same way that they need those things. So I would say therapy for me was life-changing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I would give up. I don't think I would give up therapy, even if I moved down to one session a month. (laughs) I don't think I I would ever give up therapy. It's probably been the best investment that I've made in myself. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I look at it. I look at it as an investment into myself. It's probably the best investment I made in myself in all 34 years of me living. Um, I was able to really just reframe my mind in a way where I can pay attention to what I already do, what I already know, and put the focus into the things, the good things that uh that I possess. You feel me? <laughs> Therapy let me know that it's okay to have been this generous guy and to have been this loyal guy and to have been so focused on people's needs that I love. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot wrong with loving someone more than you love yourself. Mm. Yep. If it comes at the expense of yourself and at the detriment to yourself, then that's when, it, that's when it's bad. Right. And what's <laughs> right. crazy is I, I really do believe to some extent it might be natural because like, look at a plant, you know what I'm saying? Look at a plant, for example. I'm not sure if you know the science behind how plants like really work, but if a plant has a dying leaf, you know what I'm saying? The plant puts a lot of energy into trying to keep that dying leaf alive. You know what I'm saying? It's expending energy. This is why pruning is so important. You feel me? Um, it'll expend energy from itself in order to keep that dying leaf alive. You see what I'm saying? Wow, that plant needs the energy that it's giving to this thing that's dying inside. You track what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you got to cut that off so that the plant can redistribute that energy into what it truly needs. You feel me? Damn. It's no different with us as people. You know what I'm saying? Like in my instance, for example, there's nothing wrong with my generosity. You feel me? I just got to make sure I'm a part of the equation. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with my loyalty. I just got to make sure that I'm being loyal to myself also. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. I just have to make sure that there's balance. I'm not expending that energy into places where there's either no reciprocity. um, There's no, there's no honor for myself or, or space for myself to be respected. Like all of those things. Man, that's a dope realization. And I, I, I appreciate that analogy, man, because I got a plant in the background and I don't know if you can see it right here, but yeah. uh, and it's so funny as you as you're saying that it, it just gave me this visual of my plant because I this is the first time like I I've never really been like a plant guy to be honest with you, but uh right. in, in kind of more effort to kind of being more in tune with nature and life and in and, and the world, you know, I, I like to respect nature and just try to take care of a little plant here and there, but uh I, I would see that the leaves were dying sometimes that'd be getting brown. And you referred to it as pruning. Pruning is basically when you're taking the, uh, the, the dead leaves off and stuff like that. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So, I, and I, I didn't know that what you, what you shine light on was dope because now it makes a whole lot of sense. Once I did take off some of the dead leaves, I started to see more growth. Like I started, I started to see like more leaves start to come into, into like the plant. And I was like, yo, that's, that's crazy. So I, I can see that in terms of life too, right? It's kind of like, I think a lot of times I would think that um, death was a bad thing, man. And, and not to turn this into a morbid type of conversation, but I really have been spending a whole lot more time 
trying to understand and change my relationship to death, man, because um, something really hit me hard in a, in a book I read recently. It was Nipsey Hussle's um, biography. And his mom at the end of the book was talking about all these people coming up to her and saying, oh, uh, I'm so sorry about your son, you know, like, I'm, like, you know, really feeling, I'm so sad for you. And she was like, don't be sad, don't be sad, because, you know, like, my son now knows the, the ultimate secret to life, which is to prepare for death. And wow. I was, I was wow. like, yo. Wow. I was like, yo, because. <laughs> right. Like, Jay, ultimately, we all gonna, you know, there's gonna be a, a, a there's going to come a time where we're all going to pass away, just like right. we fall on the tree, right? We all going to pass away, but that doesn't mean that life doesn't continue. It's energy is continuous. And I feel like he, you know, in, in learning more about Nipsey's, Nipsey's story, he really, he put so much into his life. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he made sure before he left, even Kobe, you know what I'm saying? Anybody, bro. Like they just, they made it there. They made it their purpose every single day to, to make the most out of every single day because we, we right. just don't know when when we're going to go. We right. uh, we like to think that the sun, you know, like we're going to wake up tomorrow and shit like that. That's a good, nice feeling to have. But right. truth of the matter is we could die in our sleep. And again, not to make this a morbid thing, but I think that the, in knowing that there's so much power, bro, like you can really give more energy into your day. You exactly. Know? Exactly. I agree. I agree. You stop wasting time with the shit that don't matter. You know what I'm saying? And in this midst of you embracing the the great inevitability, you know what I'm saying? Once you once you embrace it, you kind of just you stop focusing on so much of the bad shit, the stupid shit, the shit that's just it's not profitable. You know what I'm saying? You don't focus too heavily on the profitable on the unprofitable shit. You focus on what matters. You know what I'm saying? You you spend that extra time really getting to know yourself and and doing things that are more meaningful for you. Yeah. So, you spend that time investing your time and energy into things that will bring you true joy and peace. And, and you know what I'm saying? The shit that really just matters, the shit that really matters. So many of us get caught up in literally working until we die. You know what I'm saying? So many of us get caught up in, in chasing a bag or, or trying to get the baddest chick or, or, or trying to make sure our physique is the best. You know what I'm saying? So many of us get caught up in just a bunch of just meaningless shit. And I'm not saying it's not anything wrong with getting a baddie. I ain't saying it's anything wrong with getting some money. I'm not saying it's anything wrong with being a bodybuilder. I'm not saying it's anything wrong with any of those things, but realistically, it all just amounts to nothing at the end of the day, because what really, what really matters is the shit that matters. And what doesn't is the shit that doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. This is what it boils down to. Basically, basically you pruning your life, man, pruning the stuff that no longer serves you, man. And just kind of creating more space for, for what you said, the things that truly matter. And, you know, you ultimately, I feel like, come to a realization, what does matter to you? And what matters to, to me might be something for totally Fact. Something, for Fact. something different for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and we exactly. all got our, we're all living our own unique experience. Right. And it's, but, you, but, but I think that's something that we all got to pay attention to is like, man, our distractions sometimes tend to make us so distracted that we don't even recognize what our, what our purpose is over here. And I, for me, I was asleep for so long, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and to really kind of just get this greater understanding of life. And I'm not, 
even sitting here trying to say I know everything. Hell no. A yeah, you never really know everything. Yeah. Hell no, man. The, the more I know, the less I know, man. It's exactly. Crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. it's, it's just really just being a student of this, this, this game called life, man. And, and really, I'm starting to pay attention to the energies of it, bro. And, and, and just you in general, bro, honestly, and just knowing you just for this short amount of time, the energy, the vibe that you give off, bro, it's a real, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a real energy, man. And it's a, it's, it's a much needed energy, bro. It's, it's a breath of fresh air hearing you speak about the things that you speak about. And um, it, it's dope, man. So tell me a little bit more about like how you kind of come to this perspective, man. Like, I want to know, like coming from New York, your experiences and everything like that, how that really shaped who you are today, man. Man, um, <laughs> it's funny because a lot of the things that I, I, I embrace now is strictly based off of who I am as a New Yorker. And it's interesting, especially being as though I moved around so much <laughs> throughout my life. I was able to experience so many different cultures and, and perspectives and things of that nature while remaining true to my New York identity. I don't know if it's a New Yorker thing or what. But I just, <laughs> I can't shake it. All I was able to do really was take everything that I learned and, and that I am as a New Yorker and integrate it into the things that I learned from other places. So, for example, um, in, in moving to, let's say, Baltimore, um, when I was living in Baltimore, I was there for a long time, something like 14 years, 13, 14 years um, on and off. Um, I was able to experience a lot of their culture, their music and things of that nature and the foods that they eat and the, the way that they interact with their community. And I was like, damn, they really not no different than me. They accent has changed. You know what I'm saying? They <laughs> accent has changed. They eat different shit. Like while I'm calling it four wings and fries, they calling it a chicken box. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So <laughs> there, there really isn't much of a difference outside of what we label these things. And then I got down to Texas or Georgia and, I experienced different things there when I was, when I'm in Texas, I'm here, I'm experiencing people and it's really no different. Like the car guys in New York is a lot like the car guys here in the South. New Yorkers. Yeah. They want to drive fast. You know what I'm saying? Most New Yorkers are like Hondas and shit and Acuras. You know what I'm saying? I didn't well, even know that. <laughs> yeah. It's a Nissan's Acuras, anything foreign, you know what I'm saying? Infinities, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. While in the South, they could appreciate an American-made car. You see what I'm saying? And I'm realizing at the end of the day, they really are just car guys, regardless of whether or not they share the exact same like for a specific kind of car. They just like vehicles in general. And how I was able to integrate that same perspective into my understanding on life and my culture as a New Yorker is that even though I'm different, I can relate with you. You know what I'm saying? You might be from A-Leaf. You feel me? I'm from Brooklyn. We A-Leaf is a, a neighborhood in Houston. You might be from A-Leaf. I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Brooklyn, Best Out Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? You experience things from a much different perspective, but realistically, the, the general consensus of it, like the, the baseline of it, is the same. You track what I'm saying? There may, there may have been paraphernalia in the playground in New York. There's paraphernalia in the playground down there. You get what I'm saying? The only difference is you was there and I was there. So it it really I didn't I wasn't able to I didn't have the opportunity to lose what made me the New York dude that I am because I was able to understand that I could remain exactly who I am and not adapt or change who I am in order to fit into any other environment because we already the same. You see what I'm saying? All I gotta do is just share my perspective. And if you got the eyes and ears to see and hear, you'll be able to relate. 
Facts, man. See, I know why they call you facts, man. <laughs> Come on, facts. <laughs> hey, on some real shit, though, man, what you said was absolutely true and spot on, man. And it's like, and it's crazy, like, because during the last part of what you were saying, right, like you were saying, I don't have to uh, adapt and change who, uh, or change who I am, like, because, like, and, and what I kind of got from that was like, bro, like, who you are is basically everyone, we're all the same, we all have a lot of the same tendencies. Yes, we come from different places. Yes, we're taught different things, but we're really, we're really all, you know, one love, bro. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's all the same. I think a lot of times, and it may be human nature too, because I haven't really kind of dived too much into this, but maybe it is just human nature that we we like to spot out differences and and create these, you know what I'm saying? These these false kind of uh barriers between us but right right you know, we people man you bleed just like i bleed we, you know exactly exactly so, we, you know like and it goes back to what you were saying is like what does what really matters man you know what i'm saying like right. like does it matter that i mean and not to even point like i'm not trying to disrespect no no gang culture or nothing like that but you know bloods and crips that man oftentimes like and i'm only referring to this because i just i just finished nipsey's book man and, and if you haven't read it it's it's a great book man nip nip was one of my one of my favorite rappers and i didn't really start listening to nip until he passed right um, so i'm ashamed to say that but it's it's just reality you know what i'm saying and uh, it's true it's true it's sad that listen to me one thing i learned and this is from a rap bar um jada kiss said it he said oh, was it jada yeah it was jada he said you know dead rappers get better promotion mm. yeah. It's sad that and you're you know, nobody to somebody kills you or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Right? Biggie said yeah. that you're nobody to somebody kills you. So unfortunately, it's sad that we we tend to not pick up on the value of a person until after they're gone. Right. The name doesn't become this big thing. You track what I'm saying? We right. don't realize that they're a seed until they're in the ground. And that's unfortunate. You track what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's unfortunate. So it is oh, what it right. is. As long as at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? With this person passing, or anybody for that matter, um, passing, that we're still able to gain fruit from the labor that they've put out. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's from inspiration or whatever the case may be, financial reasons to their immediate family. At the end of the day, as long as we're able to benefit and take what it is that they've given us and continue to push their legacy into other things, you know what I'm saying? That's all that really matters. Yeah, what you said is important too right there, man. What they've given us, that gift, and that, that gift right. we have. We all have, I, I firmly believe we all have specific gifts. Some of us just don't know what that is yet. And some people just, once they figure it out, they just pour into the world and they just give that gift. And then that's what I was referring to with Kobe and, and, uh, and Nip and, and people that have passed before us. They just like, they went hard and just gave their gift until the, you know, the inevitable day that they passed, man, you know, and uh, going back to what we were talking about, man, I think a lot of times we, we, we like to spot differences and, create these you know uh these barriers like i was talking about like and, and I'm, i was trying to make the analogy of uh with with bloods and crips man like there's family members on each side but they can't even relate to each other because of the colors that they're wearing Facts, exactly and it's exactly. a color and i understand it's deeper than that you know what i'm saying i understand like i understand when somebody wants to explain all that stuff too but at the end of the day we all people man it's all love it's like we shouldn't have to be harming one another we you know it's life is so valuable. Life is so precious, bro. And I think that like, just, just being able to participate in this life, man. And I didn't always think like this, Jay, bro. You know what I'm saying? I used to, 
I used to be reckless with my shit, man. I really used to kind of go out and not really give two fucks about what was going to happen to me, man. And, uh, right. you know, now in my kind of wiser, I guess, wiser type of stage in my life, I understand, bro, like just the true importance of like knowing that I might not be here tomorrow. Right. Like, my legacy. What 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 have I given? You know what I'm saying? Right. How have I helped? Right. How have I inspired? So, right. I guess I guess saying I'm saying all that to say that, man, like all the differences that we make between ourselves, bro, we really ain't that different <laughs> at all. At all, right? <laughs> exactly. Republican, at Democrat, all. whatever. We, we, bruh. We really ain't that different. Oh. <laughs> we really ain't that different. We just want to fight the fight, bro. <laughs> right. Majority of the time, that's what it is. Majority of the time, that's really what it is. We find ourselves in these situations where we disagree on something and we be so steadfastly holding on to what it is we disagree mm. on that we don't even recognize how much we agree on. You feel me? And that's kind of where, like, I like to put my, that's kind of where I like to make my niche. I'm the kind of guy, like, I believe we find our statements of agreement, if you will, and our authenticity, just being real, like, just being honest, true, and, and transparent about who it is you truly are. You track what I'm saying? Not letting your ego, because that's not who you are. You track what I'm saying? It's okay. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having an ego. You should be confident in yourself to some shallow extent. Feel yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But realistically, who you truly are, you know what I'm saying, is where you find your statements of agreements. You feel me? Like in the midst of me going through the stresses and things of that nature that I was going through, I never really realized that there was other people that went through the exact same things. But because I was so ashamed of talking about those things and I wanted to stand out and look uniquely like me and and, and I'm different from everybody. Oh, nah, I ain't going through no shit like that. I, I hit it. You know what I'm saying? I tucked it away. And I realized, yo, there's authority and authenticity. It's actually a new thing that I'm pushing now with my brand. There is authority and authenticity. You command shit differently when you're truly just being yourself. You know what I'm saying? So you also realize and you can relate with a lot more people. You feel me? You get to see the humanity in another person while you simply just peeping that, yo, we're not that different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was talking to a guy the other day and this is after I had a couple like conversations with some female friends of mine and understanding what it is that they going through. And like, damn, I'm like listening to them. I'm like, damn, I didn't know y'all went through shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't know. I really, I had no fucking clue that women went through the bullshit of getting dogged out for literally no reason. Like I've heard stories, but it was never, it wasn't my reality. You understand what I'm saying? Like it's one thing to hear something. It's another thing to have it like right there around you for you to actually experience. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I didn't realize it was a reality for women to get dogged out for no reason. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. That shit is crazy. I'm like, damn, I can relate to that. You know what I'm saying? And I found myself talking to a dude the other day, and he was talking crazy. Like, I, I can't remember what the conversation was about. I want to say it was about cheating. And dude was like, yeah, you got to learn how to control yourself just because you caught your significant other cheating. That don't mean you can lash out. I'm like, bro, you fucking bugging. You're, you're literally asking a person to forsake everything that makes them human to be this robotic logical machine in an instance where they're traumatically damaged. That's crazy. And the only reason you feel that way is because you can't relate with the pain that you've caused this other person. You understand what I'm saying? He, he could not see that he was asking for something close to impossible. You know what I'm saying? Because he himself have never been on the other side of that wall. You understand what I'm saying? And once he experiences it, he'll get it eventually. I pray he does. I hate, I don't wish that on anybody. I would never want to see nobody get hurt. But that's what really it boils down to. Being yourself, being really honest about what it is that you've experienced and the things that you've gone through so that other people can see, yo, that 
That shit is just human. It's not unique to me. It ain't unique to you. It ain't, you know what I'm saying? It's just what we go through. The same way, if I stump my toe, I'm going to be like, ow, shit. You stump your toe, you're going to be like, yeah, well, you might be like, damn, or whatever you say. You know what I'm saying? But it still hurt nonetheless. Like, we're not that different. We we relate. We relate much more often than we not. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of whack that we we get so caught up on holding up to how we different than to actually just focus on what makes us the same. It's It's really whack to me. It is. I feel you on that, man. Big time. I really do, man. It's, 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 and it's, it's even more important why we're doing our work, bro. Why you're doing the work that you're doing. Why mm-hmm. I, I'm choosing to do the work that I'm doing, bro. Because I think that we need to flip the script on this shit, man. Facts. Facts. Not for real. Part of evolution, bro. Right. Right. If it actually does feel like things are starting to change a bit because more people are starting to speak out and be more transparent about what it is they've gone through, you know what I'm saying? Especially for guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, for the most part, we've been taught to bottle our shit up, you know what I'm right saying? Right. Tuck it away so you don't look soft and all that good shit. Man, if I sat here, I, when I was growing up, bro, I, I had no problem telling the girl I loved her. And it was embarrassing because my older brother and all the dudes that I was around would say shit like, you know, you can't be a sucker for love. And, you know what I'm saying? Don't love these hoes and all that good shit. So it was embarrassing. Me, I'm being the only dude that's like falling in love and they all just, you know what I'm saying? Be a womanizer, whatever the case may be. There's a lot of pressure that comes along with that. You know what I'm saying? So you find yourself in these situations where you, you want to hide who you are. You know what I'm saying? It's really all just trauma responses and, and being well adapted to some bullshit. That's really all it is. You know what I'm saying? And as a result of me really just self-reflecting and therapy, I was able to really just embrace the fact that, yo, that's just who I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? I, I like to do these things. I like to just show you I want to go to the beach. You know what I'm saying? I want to I go to dinner. Let's go catch a movie. And it was, it took a while for me to just embrace that because I was ashamed of getting judged. But I, then I came to find out when I, when I came out and actually just was like, yo, this is what I'm into. This is who I am. I love to be, I love PDA with my woman, all that good shit. There was a lot of other guys who was like, yeah, me too, bro. I'm like, oh, damn. That's crazy. Why y'all ain't seen something before? Why you? <laughs> I'm like, why you let me say it? Like, why I had to be the one to say it to break the ice? Like, well, but honestly, there's courage in that. So I'm not, I'm not mad. You know what I'm saying? It ain't not like that. But it's courage in that. And I really feel like the more we share, the more we speak, you know what I'm saying? In the midst of this great shift, if you will, the more we'll realize just how, how similar we are. You know what I'm saying? And not being so caught up and just, we're hell bent on being different and there's nothing we're already unique you know what i'm saying like it's so much it's everything about us is literally unique when i found out man i was blown away when i found out how fingerprints performed which is why no two fingerprints are the same you know what i'm saying <laughs> like even down to fingerprints we're different fam you know what i'm saying like yeah man but the human experience in and of itself is what makes us similar you track what i'm saying we're literally we breathe the same we don't control it it happens. It's an automatic function. We blink, keep our eyes moist. You track what I'm saying? We all get hair in our nose, in our nose to keep dust and particles and shit out. Those things make us similar. You see what I'm saying? We hurt. We know how to love. We have sorrow. We know what it's like to lose. All those things is just, just because I tell the story different don't mean that it's not the same thing. You might have lost your grandmother. I lost my baby brother. You know what I'm saying? It really just, it all depends on whether or not we're going to be bold enough to share the story and be honest with ourselves. That's really what it boils down to. It's, it's authority and authenticity, right? 
That's exactly, exactly. What you said, that's that's really what I picked up from everything you just said, man. And then you know, tying in it and what you what you're working on, man, because there really is, man, that transparency and that and that authenticity, that genuine uh, that genuineness, right? All of that, man, because I think our experiences, especially earlier on, man, when we're kind of just first finding our way and kind of going through experiences earlier on in our life, we don't really know. And especially given our circumstances, it could be a lot harder, right? Um, because we, we didn't, whatever, we didn't have the proper guidance, whatever the case may be, we, we might have been in a tougher environment. So I'm, I'm very right. empathetic right. To, to anything or em- empathetic to, to anything, anybody that goes through situations like that. But when it comes to a point in your life where you're conscious enough to really kind of understand, okay, like, I don't like certain things that are happening in my life. I need to make a change. Right. You start to, once you make those decisions, you start to learn more about what you don't like and what you do like. You explore more about yourself, right? And then, I don't know, tell me if you feel the same way, bro, but the more I learn about myself and who I am, it's like, I'm learning. It's like an infinite well of just like potential. It's like, like <laughs> you really just, I'm like, damn, I could go further and like dig out some more shit. And it's right, like, right. I feel like that too is something that we all share. We just don't know. We just, we just don't know that there's this infinite inner well of potential and, and just beauty and love and, and, and good power and good energy that we can give to the world, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so crazy, it's so crazy, bro. Even down to how we interact with people, even down to how we interact with people, like, like you said, that potential, right? A good example. I recently realized that how a person responds to me has absolutely nothing to do with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I can be a catalyst to their emotional change. You track what I'm saying? But how they respond, you track what I'm saying, is more so indicative of their experiences you track what i'm saying they're going through yep exactly exactly that shit blew my mind it blew my mind how that how does that relate to potential in any way jay let me explain so in the in the process of me realizing that a person's response to things indicates what they're going through it also showed me that my response to things indicates that i have something going on you track what i'm saying yo for a long time i had no clue that when i was ticked off or triggered is the word people use now by certain shit that they was dealing with something that I had that was unresolved within me. You understand what I'm saying? I would not have, I swear I would not have came to that realization if the opportunity for me to learn that lesson, you see what I'm saying? Was it presented? There's infinite possibilities on the potential of which you can tap into within yourself when you really just stop and pay attention or listen to what's happening around you or look at what's happening around you. Like I would have missed that opportunity. You track what I'm saying? People are like, a friend of mine's put it, she said, people like mirrors. If you feel like you're attracting something all the time, it's because you're literally subconsciously going after it. It's not that you're attracting, you're not pulling that thing in. You track what I'm saying? Yeah. You may be stumbling across it to some extent where people are coming around you for those things that you might need. Let's say people always borrowing money from you. I like to put it like this. Thirsty people don't go to wells where there's no water in it. You track what I'm saying? So if you present yourself, if you present yourself as a well with water, what are people going to do? they're going to come to get something to drink. You see what I'm saying? So you can't really be upset that people are constantly coming to you and people are constantly taking advantage of you. It's a good chance that there's something in you that you need to change. You see what I'm saying? In order for certain people to come to your well. You don't want the people that are just going to come to your well to drink and bounce. You track what I'm saying? You got to change something within you to make other people that you actually want to show up to show up. 
Like it's crazy what self-reflection to do, G. It's bananas. Straight up, man. And it's self-reflection, bro. There's so much power in actually giving yourself that time to do it. And and to be real with you, man, like I never I was I was kind of always afraid to be by myself, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on some real shit bro like i always like having people around me or like you know what i'm saying like or, or even if i'm alone i'll be doing something that's just going to distract me from me and i right. realized i was doing that because i was afraid of my own thoughts i was afraid of learning more about myself and just kind of right. coming to these these realizations because it you know it was intimidating for sure but once i really kind of learned how to I, I'm, a, I'm a big advocate for meditation man and really you know giving yourself that time for self-reflection, uh, journaling, whatever it is you need to do where it's just you, yourself, and yourself. You know what I'm saying? And and in those moments, in those pockets of time and being able to do that, you learn how to really pay attention to how you're feeling in that exact moment. Say you're you're feeling anxiety. Say you're feeling stressed out. You learn, you learn how to get to the core of what that is. Like, okay, why am I feeling this way? Okay, I don't need to be feeling this way right now. You can pick and choose. You could literally pick and choose how you feel if you give yourself enough time and you can get yourself to a better state of mind you can get yourself to a higher frequency a higher vibration right you just got to give yourself that time and i think going back to what we was talking about we get so caught up in the grind we get so caught up in wanting to you know keep up this false impression that you know like or the standard that we kind of set for ourselves man and right right i mean i'm not even trying to say that's a bad thing but it can be unhealthy if you're not if you're not stopping to give yourself fuel, bro. I posted something on Instagram the other day where it was just like, you can't pour from an empty cup, bro. You know so like Facts. you got to make sure that you, you know what I'm saying, doing what you need to do to fill that cup up, man. And Steve Harvey, and I think Oprah says it all the time, but she's like, fill your cup till till your cup runneth over, man, for real, right. for real. Right. So that you can so that you can keep pouring, bro. And I think the more you give to yourself, you're then in turn you know, better, better suited to serve others. Facts. You know no, that's saying? facts. No, that's facts all day. What's crazy is we put the responsibility of being filled up into the hands of those that we think should be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And we find ourselves in these situations with entitlement. Now, hold on. Let me establish something. I'm not against the feelings of entitlement. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if you, it's no different than a bill, right? And then I'm going to get back to my analogy. <laughs> it's no different than the bill. If you go sign up for T-Mobile, for example, or AT&T or Verizon or whoever, right? You go sign the contract saying, hey, I am going to pay this bill every month for your service. You know what I'm saying? If you stop paying the bill, they stop giving you the service. You see what I'm saying? Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile is entitled legally, contractually, according to what you signed, to the money that you owe them for the service that you stop paying for. Will they get it? Probably not. <laughs> There's no guarantee that they're going to get it, but it doesn't change the fact that they're entitled to it. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah, you can be entitled to something. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with being entitled to it. There's everything wrong with expecting to be repaid or to be given that thing. Cause realistically it's not promised. There's no guarantee that you're going to get it. There's a bunch of people walking around with shit on their credit that they owe. You know what I'm saying? They owe people stuff. They're, those companies are entitled to the money that they have signed up to be able to, receive you know what i'm saying there's all kinds of services and we got netflix and all these different things people these people are entitled to the money that we said we was going to give them you see what i'm saying and we can choose not to that's the that's the interesting thing about free will but going back to the point that i make um it's very easy to become entitled 
to wanting a person to pour into you. You track what I'm saying? And, and wanting a person to facilitate or fill the holes in you. You track what I'm saying? When you, you're with you more than anybody else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You <laughs> sit with you, you with you, you sleep with you. You're with you much longer than you with everybody else. Why are you putting that responsibility into the hands of somebody else when you could just do the work right then and there? Not only, not only is it easier since you're with you longer, you know what I'm saying? It's also probably more important from where I'm standing because you gain a different perspective on what standards look like when you do that. In, in situations where you put one a person to pour into you or take the responsibility to fill the holes in you, you know what I'm saying? Your standards are based on that person existing in your life. You don't, whether they, if they leave, your standards are gone, shot. They just, they don't exist anymore. You track what I'm saying? Because you based your standards on that person doing that thing. But if you're doing it, you're not leaving you. You know what I'm saying? You're going to create standards for yourself that when people come into your life, they got to meet those standards or step away. You understand what I'm saying? So it's important that you take responsibility for that. You can't put that responsibility into the hands of another person. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, that that extern when you're dependent upon something externally, it can always be taken away. It could be, you know what I'm saying? It, it could always be lost. But like you said, man, you would yourself more than anybody else. So if you're right. if you're giving to yourself internally, man, doing the things necessary for yourself to, you know, feel however you want to feel like like that that's the gift that you give yourself, man. You know what right. I'm saying? And I, I right. feel like I didn't always know that, man. I don't think a lot of people do know that to be real with you. And I, I don't, I think maybe people even know that, but they don't think it's okay to, to like live that way, to know that because of what they've seen externally and how things are done. Like what they see, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm what a, they I'm see in the world. I'm going to share a story with you. True story with with me specifically in, in, in that specific vein of thought, a line, line of thought, if you will. Yes. For a long time, I had a problem doing anything for myself, like anything, <laughs> for a really long time. I mean, anything that I would do for myself, I'd literally feel guilty. I'd feel some kind of way about doing any, I'm talking about anything, outside of maybe cooking for myself or cleaning up after myself or something like that. Anything I would do for myself, I'd feel bad about doing it. I felt like I had to do for others more than I did for myself. You understand what I'm saying? And it was built on this idea of what it meant to be righteous or a good person. You feel me? My moral compass was built on this thwarted understanding of what I thought things were supposed to be, not what they truly were. You feel me? And I put myself in this position where I literally thought it was a good thing to do to deny myself and increase other people. Like, I thought it was a good thing to do to make myself a stepping stool or a rug mat, if you will, for everybody else without giving myself any respect you, you track what i'm saying and a lot of people fall into that same line of thought where they feel like they got to keep doing like it's mothers out here to wake up every day every day and they do for their kids and they do for their husband they going to work and they doing for their job and they doing for their friends and they doing for their parents and they just put off they self you know what i'm saying at best if they do do something for themselves, like i said general maintenance showers cooking eating you know what i'm saying maybe doing their hair something like that and you got men who focus so hard on being providers you know what I'm saying? They completely ignore themselves. You know what I'm saying? They they will say yes to everything everybody around them need. I fell into that line. You know what I'm saying? They saying yes to everything and everybody while denying themselves or rejecting themselves in the midst of all of that. You know what I'm saying? They think it's the right thing to do. We've been taught that it's okay to just completely ignore yourself and, and pay attention to everybody else and make everybody else happy. But, yo, it's sending us to early graves. We have a health problems as a result. You know what I'm saying? Mental and physical. It's crazy. You 
the best thing that I could tell anybody, you know what I'm saying, is to really listen, stop and listen to not just your body, but a lot of people call it the, the I think, low still voice or the, the, I can't remember what they call it. Listen to that in the voice and, and, and really get to, it's you, you know what I'm saying? The reason why you feel like you can't sit still, you got to keep shaking and moving and you got to just do for everybody else is because the minute you think about doing something for you, it makes you cringe. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, I can't. I feel selfish. You know what I'm saying? I feel selfish. I, I can't do that. You don't want to go out to eat. You know what I'm saying? Because you ain't take the family out to eat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In three days. They just ate last weekend. You scared to eat on Wednesday. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's really crazy the way people think. So I'm telling you, it's why so many men, you know what I'm saying, get caught up with just accepting certain kinds of gifts on during holidays, socks and, and, and ties and shit like that. We've taught ourselves to accept the bare minimum because we don't want to seem selfish but we don't realize that in the midst of us trying to seem selfless we're actually just betraying ourselves men and women do that men and women do that Mm. and it could be a human nature thing again man right yeah i I genuinely think that's the case i think i think that's the case i think it's societal conditioning where we we're taught to consider like workplace you know what i'm saying i'm pretty sure you've experienced this before you got a job and your job kind of plays on your emotions like hey man we really need you to come in it's your day off Oh man, yeah. It's your day off and they playing your emotions. Hey man, we really need you. You'll get up and you'll go because you feel like like it's the right thing to do. You see what I'm saying? You could use that time to really just focus on you and you could read a book. You could spend time with your family doing the shit that really fucking matters. Instead, the job call you and tell you, hey, look, yeah, man, we we really need you. We'd appreciate if you came in. Ain't like they they don't even like paying you overtime half the time. You know what I'm saying? But you think it's the right thing to do, so you go in anyway. You betray yourself and your family in order to go do what you got to do with that situation. But I really think it's like societal conditioning and in general, like you said, just a human nature kind of thing. I don't know if it's human nature to automatically just force yourself out the equation more than I believe it's societal conditioning. But it's very possible, G. Like it is. I really think if we just sat down and thought about what we really want, we wouldn't be so afraid to do the things that's best for us. Right. Like, seriously, I watched a video on Facebook like four days ago. A guy told his job, nah, he can't come in. And when he hung up the phone, he kind of like cringed. He made this like facial expression, like it almost made him uncomfortable to do that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I sat with it. Like, why was that uncomfortable for him to simply say, no, he can't come in on his day off? You see what I'm saying? Like, why was he so unwilling to just boldly be like, nah, I can't do that. Sorry, I'll talk to y'all later. I'll be there on Tuesday, whatever the case may be. Why did his whole demeanor shift as a result of him telling them no? It's because he had it in his mind that at one point in time, it was that right thing to do. He was somehow being this righteous guy or this savior of some kind or this this positive, like, am I making sense? This positive role model at the job or the workplace that just somehow set the pace and he had to show everybody else what it was like to be this hard worker and neglect yourself and deny yourself. It's it's kind of whack. It's kind of whack. I really think it's whack to just shut yourself out more now than ever, especially coming from a guy that used to do it 24 seven. I, I can relate, man. I, I, I've been doing that for a long time. I put my health on the line. You know what I'm saying? I was working slave. I was basically slaving, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but it was, I didn't realize bro <clears throat> that it's okay. And it's healthy to set boundaries because that's exactly mm-hmm. what i think you're talking about man you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like setting boundaries bro like it's okay to say no give yourself permission to do that man because right. at the end of the day 
what matters the most is the life that we live, man. Our life could be here today and, and be gone tomorrow, man. And it's like, bro, like if we if we over here committing ourselves to places we don't want to be, it's only hurting us, man. We think exactly. we, we help and shit, but and and to go back to human nature, bro, it's you know what I'm saying? Like, I think the thing about human nature and what differentiates us from nature, nature, like you know, the animal kingdom is we actually have free will. We can think. We, we, we have a higher level right. of consciousness. So we can make choices. So even if if whatever situation is presented to us, say that the boss hits you up on your day off and they're like, hey, we need you to come in. And, you know, that's that's still at the end of the day, your choice to, to either commit or not commit. And right. I think I think for the longest time, our culture, um, the hustle bustle type culture, and, and like what you were saying, man, was like he just felt like he was like programmed in a way like uh, he, he, he kind of felt like, oh, it was like the right thing to do. But, yo, the right thing to do is is the right thing to do for yourself, man. If you exactly. really, <laughs> if you really, exactly. if you really don't want to go to work, don't go to work. Man. <laughs> but but then but at the end of the day, so even with that said. There's consequences to every choice and every action too, right? I good or bad. So yeah. if you don't go to work, you ain't gonna get paid, right? Right. But, so, so, but at the end of the day, it, it, it takes that time that you got to give yourself to 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 evaluate. Okay, what's important to me? Is is it important to me to to enjoy my day off and 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 fulfill my plans that I wanted to do, or do I want to go to work? Like you got to make that choice. Each person has to make that choice for themselves, and that's what it is being a human being. And I think a lot of times our obligations and our, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I can relate to you, bro. I was such a, I was such a person that liked to say yes, that liked to please everybody. And now, and, and saying yes to, to other people was basically saying no to myself in a lot of Facts. ways. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And, and it was unhealthy and you realize, and then going back to what we was just talking about, you, you can't give what you don't got, bro. So right. you, gotta, you gotta recharge your batteries too. Right. Feel me? Right. That's facts. I agree completely, completely. When you say yes to everybody else, you say no to yourself. And honestly, even in the midst of you saying yes, even if you say yes to some people, realistically saying yes to yourself sometimes as well, you really have to understand that ultimately it's you that you have the honor in the midst of you making that transaction, regardless of the situation. If you're betraying yourself by saying yes or no, then you're making the wrong choice. Straight mm. up. Hmm. Mm. And we we live with the choices we make, right, bro? It's like, right. you know, it's we have nobody else to blame but ourselves because ultimately we make the decision to do what it is we do. Exactly. And we we can really, and that's the thing, you know, in talking about this, I realize more and more, Jay, that that like we can really become masters of, like, in becoming masters of ourselves, we can create the life that we want for ourselves. Especially in today's day and age, man. I've been getting at this for a minute now, bro. We live in a golden era now, man, where if you don't if you don't know something, whose fault is that? It's yours. I mean, exactly. Come on now. Like exactly. you, you like, okay, I'm gonna I'm give an example. If you're unhappy with your job, I was talking to one of my homies, man. You know, he was kind of he was kind of down and down and out about the job that he's working at. He's like, man, they ain't paying me enough, you know, blah, 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 you know, saying all this stuff. And I felt him, I understood it, you know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, I get you. But at the same day, at the same time you know they're paying you because of the value that you're you're giving them now Facts. in order to get more pay you need to learn how to increase your value and Facts. you had to be able to teach yourself something new give yourself a new skill set add more value to yourself 
and then you can charge the rates that you want to charge and then you realize like okay like I can do more, you know. What I'm saying? It's in today's day and world, man. We got Google, the phone that you got in your hand. We got YouTube University, man. Come nah, on, facts, facts. What's crazy is in most cases, we tend to disregard the fact that the very thing we're doing for someone else or somebody's company, we can just do for ourselves if we really wanted to. If you don't like your job, that skill that you're doing at that job, you can make it your business. You know what I'm saying? I say this all the time in reference to dope dealing this is the glorified dope dealing in any way shape or form but seriously everything that dope dealers do is transferable knowledge they can take that and apply it to just about any industry across the board you're not pigeonholed in any situation especially today you're not pigeonholed in any situation if you can do it there you can do it here there's no difference between a dope dealer trying to calculate profit margins between how much product he's giving out and how much money he's making than a business owner doing the exact same thing for t-shirts, hats, and socks. You understand what I'm saying? There's really no difference. Ultimately, everything is dope. You understand what I'm saying? Everything is dope. It's up to you to really just acknowledge the fact that, oh, this skill is transferable. I can take this with me. I can do this here. I can do this there. If you sit with it and just complain, then that's on you. You got to make the choice to really apply what it is that you know to every situation because the skills are applicable everywhere. You know what I'm saying? They're applicable everywhere. Just because you're a secretary for Northrop Grumman don't mean you can't be a secretary. People literally created a whole lane for virtual assistants. Like, seriously, you don't even got to go into somewhere no more. You know what I'm saying? You can be a virtual assistant. You can do it from home. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Man, man there, there are so many people that need to hear what you just said right there, man, because <laughs> I think a lot of times we do pigeonhole ourselves. We think that like, okay, uh, the, the value that I do have is is only going to be applicable to the industry that I choose. And and to take your reference, it's, it's dope dealing. And I think a right. lot of people sell themselves short. And when you sell yourself short, man, who's the one that's hurting? You. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, bro, and so, so, so your excuses and your complaints, like I, I get it, they valid, but at the same time, like, yo, bust a move you know what i'm saying like like take take the skills that you got bro and apply that shit to something different you know what i'm saying put yourself in a better way be your own hero man stop bullshit exactly exactly that's what it boils down to that's exactly what it boils down to not looking outside this is what we talked about earlier with potential when you look inside when you focus more on yourself you really see how transmissible and transferable all of that information, all those things are. Because when you deal with you, when you're cool with you, when you see what it is that you need, you start to pay attention to everything and how it affects everything. Because, yo, you're in the same way that people are a reflection back of what it is that you have going on with you, what you need, you're also the same reflection to the world. You understand what I'm saying? You, What you do, what you got, what you got going on can be applied in other places. Just do it. Just do it. I'm telling you right now, I give my stories. All I do is share my stories. That's it. That's my lane. I share my stories and make sure that nobody else is making the same mistakes that I made. I took what I went through. You know what I'm saying? I took that transferable skill, even though it wasn't transferable. Who wants to transfer trauma? That's insane. I took the idea. <laughs> I took the idea of what I was going through and I share those in stories for you to learn from it and not make the same mistakes. Do something different. You understand what I'm saying? You can do the exact same thing there's nothing stopping you it ain't nothing stopping anybody from just applying themselves in that situation if you're a coach for a little league you can be a coach for nfl you know what i'm saying if you're a co- 
I'm keeping it a buck. I'm keeping it a buck. You know what I'm saying? If you're a car washer, you do car washing on the side. You can start your own car washing business. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You can go and franchise into a, a Mr. Car Wash service. You know what I'm saying? You you know anything about burgers and fries? You know what I'm saying? Buying the McDonald's, start a franchise with them, or start your own fast food joint. Ultimately, realistically, there's no limits to what it is you can do if you simply just paid attention. Man, what what's possible for someone else is possible for you too, man. And that's that's when I see somebody do something epic and spectacular, I'm like, damn, that's possible for me too because they exactly. Exactly. Come on. Of, of course it takes I'm not by no means am I saying it's it's gonna be easy or it's gonna be peaches and cream the whole way through. Hell nah. Of course it's, not. Of it's the price for not. everything. It's, now exactly. now you gotta determine how bad you want it, right? Like right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like you right. like you gotta you gotta know how much work it takes to to put into getting something like that to doing something like that. Now, if you're content with where you are, that's perfectly fine. That's cool. Right. That's cool. Just now, if you catch yourself complaining and you feel this burning desire to do more, then I think you should really lean into that, right? And pay attention to that, man. And I think that um, the complaints, and I and, and and by no means am I saying that I am innocent of this shit, man. I'm guilty of it too. I've complained so much in my life, earlier on in my life. Nice. You know what I'm saying? And, and I still complain to this day. But when I catch myself, I'm like, okay, what am I doing? I'm going to do about it. Right. Yeah, what am I now, now instead of complaining and letting that energy just drain out of me, what I'm doing is I'm trying to I'm trying to channel that as an energy into being productive. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make a little bit more progress today. Fuck that. I'm not I'm not gonna complain. I'm not gonna waste my energy. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm I'm gonna really kind of do what I need to do for myself, whether that be rest a little bit to kind of get my energy levels right back to where it needs to be, and then go and keep going. Right. You know exactly. So exactly. It's really dependent on each person. So, you know. I think anybody listening to this right now, it really just, it really boils down to what you want out of this life. And I think a lot of times people don't even know what they want, bro. That's facts. Oh my God. <laughs> In most cases, I, I'm actually paying attention to it more and more every day. I don't think people really even know what they want until they about, and, and this is rare. Maybe it is rare. I don't know. Maybe it's just our generation. I don't know, man. But I've seen looking around, there's a lot of people in their 30s that's just figuring out what it is they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like just figuring it out. And I so for so long, I had used to have these time limits on myself, like, yo, by 35, I'm gonna have like a 10-bedroom house. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm gonna have a 10-bedroom house, I'm gonna have six Ferraris. I used to have all these wild ass ideas of what it was <laughs> I was gonna do and have. And I came to the realization that ultimately, seriously. You can't have anything if you genuinely don't even know what it is you want in the first place for real. Like, seriously, you can find yourself going after shit that you don't even want 15, 16 years after having it. You like, did I even really want this? Now you got this regret that you put all this time and energy into this thing. You feel me? Instead of you figuring out what it was that you wanted from the first place. I'm seeing more often now people saying like, yo, at 35 years old, I'm just figuring this out. At 32 years old, I'm just figuring this out. There's a lot of people in my age group that's just now reconciling the idea that you really don't figure things out until you figure them out. When you sit down and really iron out what it is you really want, what you really need is when you figure it out. Some people do it much sooner than others, but there's a lot of people in my age group that are just now getting a hold of things that they didn't have early on. You see what I'm saying? Like the worst thing you could do, give yourself a constraint and think that, oh yeah, I'm going to just go with the flow. You know what I'm saying? Cause you're going to have a lot of resentment towards yourself for the decision you made to just, sit with it instead of actually finding out and figuring out what it is you want like figure just figure it out 
take that time off. If you work, use that PTO to really regulate what it is you want to do and, and what yeah. you want to experience. Travel for a bit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe sleep for a week. I don't fucking know. Whatever it is that you really want, take that time to, to, to really identify what it is that you want to see happen in your life. You know what Whatever I'm matters most to you, basically. Exactly. <laughs> and there's no time constraint on that. There's no time constraint on that. Stop beating yourself up. If you're you running are, our own race, up. bro. Everybody exactly. running their own race. Exactly. Exactly. Don't beat yourself up. Be gentle with yourself. Recognize the fact that you're human and there's billions of other people in the world. It's a good chance there's millions who feel the exact same way you do. Yes. Yes. And I think, I think, man, I think we we get so caught up, man. Um, and I'm I'm guilty of it again. You know, especially in today's day and age where you see social media and you see things on TV and you see this like glamorous lifestyle and this and that. You just like, damn, you know, you think you want that and you very well might. But at the same time, like where you're currently at seems so far from actually obtaining that. So it's it, it takes like a certain level of realness with yourself and being like, OK, do I really want that? Or does that just like feel good in the moment? Right. It's kind of. <laughs> And just kind of looking at your life and being like, and then looking at like what you actually have to be grateful for, because a lot of us always have, there's literally always something to be grateful for, bro. And, and the more, the more you focus on that, I feel like it just magnifies even more, bro. And it's, it's, it's really a superpower when you really kind of boil that down, bro. Like, like understanding that there's literally always something to be grateful for it can shift your perspective at any given moment, man, you know? Right. Right. It, I agree. It's I agree. crazy. I agree completely. In most cases, we have we have dope lives that we're living. And we're so fixated on what we want that somebody else has that we don't even pay attention to the fact that we got a lot of dope shit going on. You know what I'm saying? So I try not to get caught up in that too much. I used to. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I was raised by rap. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to do whatever <laughs> they was doing. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to do whatever they was doing. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z talked about hopping off the uh, hopping off at the Amafi Coast. I want to go to the Amafi Coast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Diddy and Biggie Smalls talk about in the no, it was uh Jermaine Dupree and Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? The Ferrari and Jaguar switching four lanes. I want to do that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's cool with wanting those things, but realistically, in most cases, some of us are living really dope existences and we just not paying attention to how yeah. we really got it. And peep, and peep this, bro, like, oftentimes we're seeing the end results of somebody else's journey where they, they've worked so hard Facts. to get, like, Jay-Z came from nothing, bro. Nothing, exactly. Oh, exactly. Like, You're you, looking at him at the finish line and comparing it to your starting line or your midway point. Exactly, bro. And he's just like, come on, man, like, we, we, we don't see them long nights of him having to hustle and, like, go through hella trauma and all right. this shit. And, and it's the same thing on social media because no one's posting their struggles. Everybody's trying to post their best selves. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's, it's an illusion, right? So, like, I think that when we kind of recognize that for what it is, we can kind of buckle down and be real with ourselves and, and then really realize, okay, give yourself that self-reflection time, figure out what it is exactly that you want. And then when you do that, man, be clear as fucking day with the shit, man. Like, get right. granular as hell. And just really, and and like, and then ask yourself, do I really want this stuff? Or do I really not want that stuff? Get organized with your shit. And you can then begin the process of really bringing that stuff about, you know what I'm saying? But even if you don't know what you want, again, there's so much power in being grateful for what you already have. Right, right. It's crazy. And I think 
that people, using that plant analogy again. It's bananas that the minute you cut off what the plant, no, what no longer yep. serves the plant, the plant is now able to be focused on what it already has. The the ones that are alive. You track what I'm saying? Damn. Alive can now grow and expand. So in most cases, like you just said, there's power in gratitude. You know what I'm saying? Take you cut out that focus on other people's stuff and focus on what you already have that's living, and you can actually tend to those things and put your energy into, energy into those things growing. That part. That part, man. Oh, damn. That shit was, that was a home run right there, my G. <laughs> on some real shit, man. Man, Jay, dude, this, this I could rap with you all day, my G. I don't want to take too much more of your time. I know we we running on 1220. How, how you doing on, uh, how you doing on time? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. Okay, bet, man. Yeah, because I didn't want to run too far into it, man. But this has really been a great discussion before. Like, I want to, you know, kind of wrap things up just so that you can and give you some space to speak about anything else that you want to speak about. Because, and, and before we even do that, man, I want to let you know, I'd love to have you come on here as often as you want, whenever you want, bro. We can rap all day. Um, but before we get on out of here, man, what uh, is there anything that you want to kind of share with us, man? Um, I'll share with you two things that I live by now really two, two like my groundbreaking statements that I like to say, I, I literally end my podcast with this <laughs> and I share it with people all the time. You know what I'm saying? I like my money. Like I like my sex long and strong. And if you don't <laughs> like your diet, if you don't like your diet, you know what I'm saying? If you, you tired of eating shit, change your diet. Mm. Mm. Stop. And you say that. Cause I did listen to a few of your podcasts and you was like, man, stop, stop, uh, stop consuming shit. That's bad for you. Exactly. <laughs> I say it all the time. If you're tired of eating shit, change your diet. You know what I'm saying? That's really what it boils down to. It's all about you. There's so much focus that you're not putting on you and you need to really put that shit on you. From a Christian perspective, I'm not pushing nothing on nobody. It's just my stance point. This is my view. You know what I'm saying? My Bible will say, love your neighbors. You love yourself. How can you love your neighbor if you don't even know how to love yourself? It's impossible. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? It's impossible. It's impossible. I don't know how to love you if I don't know how to love myself. You know what I'm saying? How can I love you if I don't love myself? I don't even listen to my inner child. I don't respect myself enough to say no to somebody. How could I say, how could I expect to treat you the same way or hold you to the same standards? I can't. Damn, man. I, I think, honestly, bro, anybody that catches wind of this episode right here is going to pick up a lot, man. And you just dropped so much value, you know, so many gems. And I appreciate, I appreciate you being bro. here, bro. Real talk. And I'm glad that we was able to connect and uh shit man you know i'm sure we're gonna keep up with each other for sure for sure man but um let folks know how they can get in contact with you man how they can keep up with your progress man yo if you're trying to reach out to me hit me up at factsonly at gmail.com i respond regularly or try to at least <laughs> um you can find me on social media instagram at facts only i'm on fan base at facts only on facebook at facts only everywhere facts only just look out for me i'm around and that's facts with F-A-Q-Z, y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> hey, big facts right here, man. It was it was a okay. pleasure, my G. And uh, we, we definitely got to run this back. And, um, man, because you 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 got me motivated to be on some real shit. Like, once we kind of <laughs> get wrapped up over here, man, you know, I, I already got plans for the day. I'm going to try to continue to keep making the most out of my shit, man, as yeah. I know you are. And, and I encourage anybody that's listening to this shit, man, Make the most out of your time on this earth, man, because it ain't promised. You don't know when you out of here, right? We don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to be, though. Right, right. <laughs> All right, man. 
I appreciate you, my G. Real shit, man. Um, and like we do always at the end of each episode, man, I'd like to just send a lot of big love to everybody, man. Stay up and stay blessed. And uh, yeah, till next time, y'all. Stay blessed. Peace. Peace. Peace.